Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. A word of hope to a hopeless world is like bread to the starving. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. I know you're going to just be so blessed with my guest today. Rick McDaniel is currently the president of High Impact Living, speaker, writer. Uh, He is the host of Point of Impact podcast and the author of eight books, including his latest, This is Living, which is something I want to really explore with him today. Let me give you a little background on Rick. He was certainly a trailblazer in uh, contemporary church leadership. He founded Glen Allen Community Church in 1993. It became a church of great influence throughout central Virginia. Uh, having left that church, he is now the president, as I say, of High Impact Living. And I am delighted that he is with us today on The Leader's Notebook. Welcome, Rick. Great to be with you, Mark. And I should say, great to have you back. Yes. Uh, this is your second time with me, and uh, that just proves either that you were a great guest or I have no discernment. We don't know which one it was. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's the, the positive one. It's the positive one. I'm sure of that. Well, I um, I want to just uh, talk with you a little bit about your life and your journey. So, first of all, uh, how did a, a native New Englander, Patriot fan, born and raised in hip deep snow how did you wind up coming to found a substantial church in the area of richmond virginia yeah that's that's a great story and we don't have near enough time um in the the short version of it is that i i found my way well i started out at the school that you were president uh at southeastern what's now university back then was college so i got all the way to florida but then i came back to new england and went to Boston College, and then I made my way back uh, to North Carolina to to go to Duke University. And uh, while I was at Duke, I was uh, focused on preaching and had, was writing a book on preaching after I finished up. And I was writing some other articles, and I happened to write an article which was called uh, "Preaching to the TV Generation," which is hilarious. Now you know that shows you how long ago that was that that would have been. The title for minute well, it was then Ministries Today magazine, and I know it's a magazine you write for. I think it's got what's the new name, Mark? Uh, Leader Today. Leader Today, yeah. So all those years ago, and uh, uh, district superintendent uh, for the Potomac District, which is Maryland and Virginia, somebody's a god, read it, and this is all you know, even pre-email. So actually, wrote me a letter, started a conversation about my ideas about preaching and, and ministry uh, in the 21st century and all those sorts of things. And the one thing led to another. We ended up meeting and he uh, proposed the idea of uh, starting a church in this growing suburb of Richmond, Virginia. And um, that's how I ended up in Richmond. Wow. I, I love that Glen Allen area. That is a, it's really a beautiful area. Yes, very nice. And and it was nice when I came here and, and I'm a guy that likes to do the research and I saw all the predictions and, and, and all those predictions uh, ended up coming true. It exploded 
in growth and we just picked the perfect time and, and just the great church. And it was, it was marvelous 27 years. It was fantastic. And it became a, a, a tremendous church, a church of great influence, and uh, and your ministry from there as an extension of that great church just really has reached, I mean, literally around the world. You've preached on every inhabited continent, and yes. uh, God has really given you a, a traveling ministry as well as everything else. Yeah, I, uh, I've been all around the world, and I found out there's actually a church in Antarctica so now I have to figure out a way how to preach at that church so I can have preached on all, all seven continents. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's great to travel, as you know. And, and of course, broadcast ministry. I started broadcast ministry with Salem, and that allows you to reach a lot of people as well. Yeah, I have also preached on all six inhabited continents, and I just felt the Lord move on my heart to grant you access to Antarctica. I, 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 I'm, I'm eliminating myself from the race. <laughs> You're not even going to enter. Okay. All right. So it's going to take away some of the joy of that victory then, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll accept, I'll accept that you're taking a pass. I have no burden for the penguins. <laughs> well, let me give you, let me give you a, a specific question here. So I, I love This Is Living. It's a new book. It's all about staying positive and all that's going on in the world. And it, it is a, it is a positive look at life. I mean, we're, we got people dealing with isolation, mental health issues, all the pandemic stuff product shortages now, inflation, the the gas pump thing is just making everybody crazy. And you've got the terrible possibilities of all this war in Europe. So he, here's my question to you. When you talk about staying positive in the midst of that, we both know that denial is not faith. So you're not telling people in this book, hey, everything is okay. No, I'm not. So what is what is staying positive in a in a dark world? What does that mean to Rick McDaniel? Well, w- what it means is that everything you just said, which is daunting, just listening to you say it, you know, it's just absolutely daunting to think that all these things, all these negative realities are happening. And by the way, all of that it, it can be compounded by any sort of personal things you may uh, be going through. Right. A health right. issue, uh, some type of financial challenge or family issue. So, I mean, boy, oh boy, there's a, a, a long list. So I think that you have to uh, proactively and intentionally say, how am I going to uh, go against this? How am I going to battle this? And I think that the battle uh, begins in the mind. And I think the key is really how you start your day. I think how you choose to start your day in many ways predicts how the rest of your day is going to go. So what can you do at the beginning of a day? David said early in the morning, I rise to meet you. Timeless advice. Start your day with the Lord. Start with a devotional time. Beautiful. And starting your day with this new book. It's titled, This is Living. It's out in stores everywhere. Of course, Amazon, all the rest of the places that you get books. I want to recommend to you that you get Rick McDaniel's newest book, any of his books, of course, but his newest book entitled, This is Living. Rick, I want to ask you about something in the book. To me, I found it just 
perhaps one of the most fascinating parts of the book. You found a way to knit together um, the the wide travel experience that you have, things just all over the world that you've seen, and somehow you were able to make application of those remarkable travel experiences to the Word of God and to living positive life in a negative world. Well, you know, it really, and, and no one better than who I'm talking to, you understand this. When you have dedicated your life to studying the Word, the Word really becomes a part of who you are. And so as you, as I've had these experiences or listened to some park ranger tell a story or some tour guide, you know, bing, 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 off in my head would go a scripture verse that I could see applied to the story. And I, I, I really take a pad of paper with me and a little pen and I just write stuff down, uh, the details of the story. And then if the scripture comes to mind, or maybe I'll go back to the hotel and get my Bible and just try to locate that scripture. And it's just amazing how it's just like hearing from God, you know, there's an intentionality to it. I always like to use this uh, example because I think it's true. You know, you buy a car and um, they start driving down the road and you start seeing the car like, oh, there's the car in silver. Oh, there's the car in white. Uh, Well, so true. Those cars have been passing you, but you never noticed them before. But now that you got the car and now you're focused on the car, you see it. It's the same thing. If you start focusing on hearing from God and letting God speak to you, then guess what? God speaks to you. And so I go into all these experiences. I'm about to leave here in a little over a month and go to Norway. I can tell you right now, I'm going to go with an expectation that I'm going to hear stories that are really interesting and fascinating and that God is going to speak to me through those stories, a word that I can share with other people to bless them. Oh, beautiful. You're going to have a great time in Norway. I spent a month in Norway one time, and uh, I don't know if I helped them or not. I learned to give my testimony in Norwegian. I can wow. still do it to this day. Wow. Yeah. It's a beautiful language, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. My wife's grandmother actually uh, grew up in a, in the town of Bergen, and we're going to go there. So oh. That's going to be, yes, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I I preached there. I sure did. I love that town. Well, let me give you an example from your book. So you're you're in visiting Buenos Aires and you come to the July 9th Avenue through the middle of Buenos Aires, the widest street in the whole world, the widest urban street in the world. Yep. And so you look at that and what happens in your mind to make you write that devotional? What happens is that uh, immediately, and I, and you know, I'm not the only preacher, but immediately what comes to mind is wide mm-hmm. is the path that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way, right? It just, bam, it just like, it's the widest street in the world. And there's the scripture that's such a powerful scripture and so important for people to consider in this era in which we live, in which our culture has changed so many things around and goes against biblical principles and teachings, that wide is the path, but it will, it'll, it's easy to get on it. It's easy to drive 16 lanes, but I'm going to tell you what, the, the destination, Jesus said, is destruction. Narrow is the path, but that path leads to life. 
So beautiful. It's a perfect example of what you were talking about, about seeing something and the word of God comes in your mind. And millions, literally millions and millions of people have seen, driven down or been driven down the July 9th Avenue in Buenos Aires. And somehow or another, you've trained your mind, let the Holy Spirit train your mind to see that and make application to a passage of scripture from Matthew chapter 7 without even thinking about it. It just pops in your mind. And that's what you're talking about, about hearing the word of God, because you've trained your mind to hear the word of God in every situation. Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you, I'll tell you something too, just frankly speaking to preachers right now. My book is um, a marvelous resource for sermon illustrations or even the launching point, because I write a little 400 you know, 20 word devotion, but you could develop that into a, you know, a 5,000 word sermon. Uh, So it's a good resource for preachers. And again, some of the, uh, as you and I have talked about before, the power of the introduction, these stories make great introductions to a message to really hook people uh, and hook your listeners. So it it has the benefit uh, of of being like a, a source, like, and I'm sure you have these books in your library I have them in mind that are, you know, filled with stories and sermon illustrations. And, and this book can minister to you. But uh, if you're a preacher and speaker, it's a good resource as well. I love that. It certainly is. And and we certainly need that. Let me uh, let me challenge your memory of your own book a little bit. Uh, think back over the book and all the devotions. And what would you say off the top of your head is the most unique location from which you, you write a devotion, the, the, the most different, a really unique type of area where you just say, uh, this is something that maybe very few people have seen, or if, if they saw it, they didn't make an application from scripture. <laughs> wow, uh, man, that is, I have not been asked that question by anybody in the whole course of doing this. What is the, the most unique? You know, you know what I would, you know what I would actually say, it, it because it's so rich biblically, is just the country of Italy. Mm-hmm. There are several devotions in the book that come from Italy because so much in terms of Rome happened there, and it just sparks Florence and and the the Michelangelo's David, and you go to the Vatican and. And the Pieta, and there's so many things that get your mind thinking spiritually. You go to the Mamertine prison where Paul is imprisoned. And I would say um, that that experience, and maybe within Italy, I think this would be my most unique one. I went to Lake Isio, which is in northern Italy, because there was a, a, a special outdoor art exhibit. And it was just fascinating because instead of being like a piece of art, the entire lake was a part of the art. And there were all these orange cubes that were floating in the water and they connected a part of the mainland to this smaller island. It was an exhibit that only ran for a very short period of time, like maybe six weeks is all it was open. And people came from, you know, around the world, literally around the world, they came to try to go to this exhibit. When we went there, it was just unbelievable the amount of uh, 
people, we got on this bus and it was just packed, packed, packed with people. And uh, that was quite an experience. Uh, and I, I guess that would be the one that was kind of most remarkable. What was the scriptural idea that you relate this uh, unusual art exhibit? How do you come, where do you go that with the word of God? Well, first of all, it was Christo, the famous artist Christo, who's now passed away. He did the big, uh, the big fabric thing in Central Park in New York. Right. He's the one who did it. Well, and, and here's immediately what happened to me. I'm walking on these orange cubes, and there's water on one side, and there's water on another. And the first thing I think of is walking on water, Peter, <laughs> walking on water. Oh, nice. I love it. It just, it just hit me. And then the more I kind of pondered it, I just thought about the whole idea that, that I think Crystal was trying to communicate, which is you've got this beautiful mountain lake and these bright orange walkways, and the possibility of connection, you know, that like things that appear to be separate are, don't have to be separate. So it was inspiring from an artistic standpoint. And then biblically, I'm thinking I'm, again, not really walking on water like Peter and Jesus did. But you had that kind of sensation, you know, it was a very unique experience. And, and there were lots of people from all over the world. It was, a, it was fascinating. Now, listeners, you understand now why I say to you this book takes an unusual approach to daily devotions. Imagine walking on orange cubes on a remote lake in northern Italy and jumping from that to one of the New Testament miracles. That's the mind and creativity of Rick McDaniel. Rick, uh, I want to ask you about one other aspect about the book. Talk to me about the how, how it could be used for small group studies. I, I think you have some DVDs about that. Tell me how that works. Well, the beauty of, of devotions, obviously, is they're self-contained. There's 100 devotions in this book. This is living daily inspiration to live your faith. So the focus is on daily inspiration. By the way, it's available in a five-day plan on version on the Bible app, the Bible app, the version app. And I've heard from many that are using that in a small group setting, at least for one week, where they read the devotion, say five during the week, and then they meet and talk about what spoke to you. You know, which of the devotions really spoke to you? What did the Lord say to you? through it, those sorts of things. So it's a great way to use it that way. Of course, it's great for couples as well to mm. to read it in individually, independently, and then discuss it together. And I just, you know, I love that scripture, James, for a, you know, come near to God and he'll come near to you. Amen. Come near to God, he'll come near to you. If you start your day coming near to God, God's going to come near to you. And we know that you need regular exercise in order to have good physical health and you need regular devotional time to have good spiritual health. And so if you can start your day in a devotional time of prayer and with this devotion, and of course there's always scripture that goes with each devotion, an interesting story, a biblical application, and again, get your mind just focused, right, inspired. Some of the devotions are more challenging in terms of uh, some of the things we need to to do in our lives and the, and the commands and scripture that we need to follow. And then many have some type of inspirational idea that can just kind of motivate you and put you in the right mindset. 
And then you've got a way to start your day that you're going to go, you know what you're dealing with, all the things you said, you know, you're going to go fill up your gas tank and then it costs you $80. And then, you know, you're going to head on your day and you're going to go to the grocery store and shelves are empty. And then you're going to watch the news and, you know, they're threatening nuclear war and all these things. But you started your day, you commune with the Lord, you put your mind right, and you have a, a much better chance of staying positive in uh, in a negative world. Beautiful. It is a great book. I recommend it highly. Uh, I, I urge you to get This Is Living by Rick McDaniel, uh, wherever you get Christian books. This is not, my friends, listen to me. This is not just some kind of Pollyanna document whistling past the the geopolitical graveyard. This is a way to put your mind in the positive frame to face the world. It's not denial. It's to say this is living in a negative world, and I recommend it highly. This is a, a writer who has traveled the world. He has been used in powerful ways to speak in the corporate culture, to who has founded a church, and now he wants to speak to you every single morning, and through him, God to speak to you every morning. I recommend This is Living. Rick, I, I always try to close these broadcasts with one question. Uh, and this, this is, uh, called the leader's notebook. And certainly I deal with a wide variety of things, but I always want to zero in on one thing about leadership. Suppose you could speak right now to leaders everywhere, political leaders, military, business leaders, church leaders. And they said, tell us one thing. Just tell us one thing. Yeah, I mean, you could talk for an hour, but you, if they said, tell us just one thing, you could speak to leaders all over the world, but you could only say one thing. What would be the thing that you would say to leaders everywhere at, at this time in history? I would say, give people hope. Mm. Give people hope. People need hope. Now, if you're coming from a Christian perspective, come on, we know exactly where that hope is. If you're in a corporate setting or political setting, you can still give people hope, but find a way to find the good, the positive, the uplifting. And, you know, even in war, we know there's always these fantastic stories. Find the story, find the story that is one that will lift people and give them hope and will encourage them. People need to be encouraged. Discouraged, right? Dis means loss of. So to be discouraged is to lose your courage. And we need to infuse people with courage in these fear-filled times. So encouragement is the great tool of a leader in, in today's environment. Give people hope. What a great word. Give people hope. And people need hope. The world is is starving for hope and for the possibility of life. And this new book, This Is Living, is a book that will lift your life and give you hope every single morning. Rick, thank you for joining us on The Leader's Notebook. I hope you come back again. I will. Now, Rick, before we close, I want you to take just a moment and tell our listeners how to get in touch with you and how to take advantage of other opportunities of ministry. Uh, RickMcDaniel.com. So if you say, hey, where can I find about the books or other things you've written or different things, RickMcDaniel.com is the one place to go. I have something called Daily Devotions with Pastor Rick McDaniel on the Pray app 
or pray.com. So you can go to pray.com or have the pray app and you can listen to daily devotions. You can go on pray radio. It's at two thirty Eastern time every day, uh, 1130 Pacific, or you can just go on demand and listen to any of them that you want on, on the Bible app, the U version. I have the, this is living five days of inspiration. So you could go and you could uh, do that reading plan for five days. I've got a new plan. I'm also open to those of you that are pastors to I'm traveling and preaching and I'd be happy to come and minister a message of hope and and encouragement and inspiration. And again, you can contact me through rickmcdaniel.com. So those are just some other ways that I can uh, am and can continue to uh, uh, minister to folks. And I'd love to do it. Great. Thank you very much. And I personally and professionally recommend Rick McDaniel and his ministry. Now, my friend, as we close today, let me leave you with this. We are not hopeless. We have a great hope that transcends the troubles and the daily vicissitudes of this life. We have an anchor within the veil, and he is our high priest, even this same Jesus, the hope of the hopeless. God bless you. Thank you for joining me on The Leader's Notebook. Until we meet again, this is Mark Rutland. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.